says, get the fuck Thank you for joining us at the No BS DFS podcast. And today, I'm here with my co-host Joe. I'm Nick, and we're covering the Waste Management Phoenix Open for 2020 on the PGA Tour. And just first, I'd just like to pay my respects to Kobe Bryant. Suffered a horrible tragedy, and rest in peace, Kobe. And, yeah, so, Joe, I guess give us a little recap. How did you do at the Farmers Insurance? It was a great field, and did you make any money? Or Yeah, um, well, first off, this is a heck of a field this week. Lots of studs. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. But as far as last week, um, you know, congrats to Mark Leishman and the victory. Um, you know, I didn't see that coming. I mean, the guy's a decent golfer for sure. But uh, as far as my picks, um, I had some good ones. Um, Sung King had him in some lineups, very low on. He finished top 10, I believe, so very solid finish for him. That helped my uh... – and then also Luke List, that was a good pick. Um Rory and Ram, out of all the studs up there, a lot of people owned them, of course, but, you know, good picks there as well. Uh, same with Ryan Palmer, besides him choking on the weekend a little bit. But still a good finish. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, definitely, though, I'll say some good fades, though, once again, where Ricky Fowler, the, the guy just doesn't like Torrey Pines. Another missed cut. And then uh, Scheffler as well. I faded him, and that worked out. Um, but then some of my picks that, you know, didn't work out that I liked was Gary Woodland. I really thought he was going to do it, and he just didn't play well at all. Um, same with Justin Rose. Both missed the cut. And Lonto Griffin, too, really. I hammered him in a lot of lineups, and he just – Missed the cut and played horrible as well. So other than that, as far as profits, you know, another negative week. Not a great week as far as DraftKings is concerned. Uh, and then I didn't really make any outright bets, so I didn't hit anything there. But I, I have to say, besides golf, I had a really successful uh, MMA weekend. So hit a parlay. Um hit some big profits, like $600 in that. And then, uh, yeah, and then also in DraftKings profited, like $60 on as well. Cause, so, very nice. Uh, but, yeah, and then also, yeah, I like to pay my respects to Kobe. Horrible tra- uh, tragedy yesterday and pray for his family and, you know, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, um, anyway, we'll move on. But, uh guess let's get right into it to the uh tpc scottsdale this week yeah like so, so yeah it's in uh arizona scottsdale it's just gonna um start off the super bowl sunday fun so you know golf kind of gets put on the back burner but hey you know we're still gonna be in prime time and then we're going to have whoever's covering the Super Bowl takeover, obviously. So you could probably do a lot of fun props 
you know, a golf football combo. And I guess for the tournament, are you liking any key stats? You know, what did you find out about the course? What is, what seems important? Yeah, so the key stats I like this week a lot that I'll be definitely weighing heavily when I create my lineups. Uh, strokes gained approach um, and around the green are the biggest ones for me because what I noticed on this course is that, you know, well, first of all, too, the conditions, I'll get to the weather in a minute, but conditions are going to be great once again this week. Um, but, yeah, this Poana Greens this week, and uh, I just think it's always key. If you look the last, you know, five years, guys that are up at the top and the winners, I mean, they were dialed in with their irons. And these greens, you know, they're definitely a lot of birdies will be – you know, there'll be a lot of birdies out there. So I think it's because honestly, like last week, you know, this course is much shorter than Torrey Pines. Um, so honestly, I didn't really weigh, it doesn't really, uh, as far as strokes gain off the tee and stuff like that, I'm, that's not even in my calculation. I mean, I don't, I think it's more about your irons and then big time chipping. Cause at this course, a lot of, uh, I looked one stat I found that was, uh, there's been a ton of hole outs here. Um, so it seems like chipping and just scrambling around at this course is huge. If you can do that well on the week, then that'll help you uh, elevate your uh, to the top of the leaderboard. And then, but yeah, the main thing I really love though is stroke screen approach for sure. That's what I'm weighing heavily. Um, Cause yeah, it'll be probably, Pretty much a birdie fest again, um, compared to obviously not last week. But then I also like, I do this every week, but uh, based on this course, um, par three efficiency between 150 and 175 yards and scoring, and then par fives, 500 to 550 yardage, and then par four, um, 400 to 450, but yeah, that's the stats I like this week. Uh, how about – what's the stats you're liking? Yeah, so uh, I basically came to the same conclusion. You know, it's it's going to be a birdie fest. Probably – I mean, it just seems like to me that whatever Vegas has as the over-under for winning score, it just seems like it always goes better than that. So I'm guessing the winner's going to be like 18 or 20 under. So, you know, you're probably going to have to go five under every single day if you want to win this thing. and. I'd guess the cut's around four or five under, too. And, but, yeah, the stats that I'm liking are basically, yeah, you you got to be a ball striker. It's just – if you can just envision, you know, if you're checking the shot tracker and who just seems to hit it and where it says, you know, one yard away from the hole, two yards away, those are going to be the guys that you want. And then I, I watched the highlights of last year's tournament, and the greens just seem so true – like there's there's no there's no bends or breaks. I mean there are, but the the golfers they know where that ball is gonna go. It's just a matter of executing it. It's there's no guesswork really. So I really like stroke scheme putting. So the better the putter you are, I feel like you know the more putts you're gonna make, and so that that seems really important to me. And then yeah, now that you said the chipping, I didn't know that there were so many hole outs, but I can't. I kind of remember that. They always say that on TV, and, yeah, I'm going to definitely put that into my calculations for this week, so thanks for that. And then 
Um, yeah, it's only a par 71 this week. So par fives, you know, there's only three of them instead of four. So the bombers are less advantaged, but I really like birdie or better percentage just because, like I said, it's going to be a birdie fest. And then a stat that I don't care at all about is driving accuracy just because the rough is really cut down. It's really short. You know, it's kind of like Augusta. But yeah, mm-hmm. those are my stats. And then I guess anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'll go into – so the weather, at least as of now, right now we're looking at about 59 degrees on average for all four days. No chance of rain. Sunny skies, great conditions, like I mentioned, only about five mile per hour winds. So like we keep saying, it'll definitely, I won't be surprised at all if the leader ends up around 20 under by the end of the tournament. Um, But yeah, like you were mentioning before we move on to the slate here, um, you know, like you said, how about strokes game putting, which I agree with you. But I also think that's why I really am weighing heavily on uh, greens and regulation stroke gain approach because if you just land on those greens, you know, like you mentioned, the putts are – greens are true. So I think, you know, it's a, basically it's a lot easier of a putting – or the greens are a lot easier for the golfers this week as far as putting. So, you know, you just got to put yourself in position and then execute it. So we'll see, but – um all right we'll move on um we'll get into the slate so who our picks are this week um i'll let you lead off uh so 10k and above range who are you liking this week or any thoughts on all, all the players okay so we got john rom jt fowler webb and hideki and you know if i had to pick my top two guys out of these five I mean wow it's really tough they're all studs like always but you know this guy even though he didn't have his best Sunday he rallied back and he really showed a lot of maturity so I feel like his mental game's better and it's the hothead the Spaniard John Rahm and I really think John's gonna win this week let's see he is Plus 650, so, you know, six and a half to one. He's the betting favorite, and I really like him. And then another play, if I had to pick one more, it would probably be, I'm going to say, just a guy who's been really dialed in. And, you know, he doesn't play in a whole lot of tournaments, but when he does, he's just always a world-class talent, and he always – you know, he's kind of like Tiger in that sense, or Adam Scott, where when they play, they just always do good. And that's Webb Simpson at 10,300. I mean, he got, let's see, he got third place at the Sony Open. And then recently at this tournament, the last three years, he's made the cut every single time. Um, and actually, actually, I take that back. He's made it three of the last four years and he's gotten 20th second and 14th so it's just a matter of everything clicking if Webb Simpson's gonna get a top five this week but how about you who are you liking yeah so yeah no surprise John Rahm at 11,400 betting favorite this week clearly he's the favorite the guy well not only um 
Well, obviously, yes, you know, on farmer's insurance, just finished second. Obviously, just an excellent form as far as his game's concerned. Um, you know, definitely think it's very likely he can win this week. I'm sure he's going to, you know, come out firing for sure. He's great. His, all five of these guys have pretty solid history here. I mean, you know, JT, top five last year, I believe, and Ricky Fowler's won here. Uh, you know, Webb, content, like you mentioned, three out of the last four years cut, uh, made the cut. Um, just all in great form. I mean, all these guys check all the boxes. I mean, for me, it's hard to fade any of them. I really can't fade any of them. I might, but if I like, you know, like you were saying, if I had to choose my favorites, I'm, cause I'm probably going to do 20 lineups again this week. Um, and Rom's going to be in a lot of them. Webb's going to be in a lot of them. And Hideki's probably going to be in a lot of them. As far as Fowler, honestly, I might fade Fowler just because, I don't know. I mean, there's no – I don't really have any good reasons because the guy has – this is his course. I mean, he loves his course. But, you know, I just think laughter last week, I mean, bad – well, he doesn't like Torrey Pines, obviously. But I just – you know, I just really – yeah, I just think Rom's definitely going to be um, – or Webb. I mean, one of them's probably going to win the damn thing. So. And JT, you know, nothing wrong with him either. Um, he's a world-class player. You know, like I mentioned, all these guys, great ball striking. You know, his distance off the tee, you know, is not much of a, um, you know, advantage this week. Um Basically, it's going to go like I meant. I mean, like Hideki, that's why I love him too, because, you know, the guy's just amazing at approach with his irons. He can just absolutely dial in. The only thing that lets him down is putting. But no wonder why he's, he's won two of the last five years here, because this course, so you're saying the greens are true. You know, his, his weakness, his biggest weakness is putting. But, you know, this course is one of the easier courses to putt on, it seems like. So, you know, I like Hideki quite a bit as well. Um, but yeah, um, as of now, you know, I haven't created any lineups yet, but JT and Fowler both might not make any of them. Cause I'm going to try to cut down the amount of player pool I have. I always like to do that. Uh, give me a better chance to hit the big money. So, but we'll see, you know, I like all five of them though, for sure. There's no, um, you know, they're all just world-class players. So. Yeah, uh, that's all I got for 10K and above, so we'll move on. Um, all right, yeah, who are you liking in the 9K range this week? You got any fade? Say them as well. Okay, so I am liking, as my favorite play of this range, is it's a guy who really let a lot of people down last week, but... He has a special place in his heart for the Phoenix Open. You know, he's got some, uh, like, special needs foundation that he does here, and he just always makes great memories with the kids, and that's Gary Woodland. I feel like he's due to rebound, and he's going to have a great week, and he's a champion here. He won in 2018, and then he followed that up in 2019 with a seventh-place finish, so... I really like Gary Woodland. His price is ninety three hundred, and then another guy that I that I, I'm honestly just gonna play him every single week until he, you know, screws me over. And that is 
9,200, Colin Morikawa. The dude has never missed a PGA cut in his life, so it's about as safe as it gets. And while he's never played at this course before, I mean, we all know he's the next rising star. So it's only a matter of time before he racks up. I believe it'll be his second PGA Tour win. I think he won a tournament last year. But, yeah, I'm really liking Morikawa. And then hmm, if I had to pick one more, I would probably say – I'm going to go with, I mean, it's tough. I, there's a definitely a big drop-off after those top two for me, but it's probably going to be just the rock-solid, easy-going Matt Kuchar, 9,400. I mean, Kuch loves this course. Last three years, he's been in the top ten every year. He's yet to pick up a victory here, but, you know, he's just always putting together solid performances. And then for my fades, I'm going to say – this is a guy that, you know, he's in great recent form, but I'm not buying the hype. I feel like it's just just all talk, and he's due to just have a shit week, you know, frustration, um, swearing. And I know he's worked on his temper a little bit, but I bet you, I bet you he, he uh, flips out a couple times this week. And that's Bubba Watson. I'm just – I know he's – I know he's good at this course. I mean, he did get fourth place last year here, but I just think Bubba, he's just not really the, the type of putter that I want at this course. I feel like he's just not very good inside of 10 feet. And, you know, some of these other guys, they're going to be making everything inside of 10 feet, and Bubba's just going to give up too many shots. And then another fade that I have is going to probably be the the rookie here he's not a rookie but he's never played here before or excuse me he's never made the cut here before he has played here all the last four years but that is a guy who definitely sets up well for the course but 9600 tony fino i mean he's never made the cut here so i guess why would i play him i'm not stupid you know but uh yeah joe let's hear your picks all right, so first off, I totally agree with you, Tony Fino, not playing him in a single lineup. Hasn't made the cut here, you know, and he's the kind of guy, this rowdy crowd, I don't think he – no wonder why he hasn't made the cut. I think, he, you know, um, this is not the type of environment uh, for him, I feel like his personality and all that. I don't think he likes the craziness of the crowd at this course. So, But, yeah, like you mentioned, it sets up so well for him, but he just continues to uh, not make the cut. And the only thing is, too, is I heard that he was going to – he was slated to head to Saudi Arabia or for the European tour, but then he decided to uh, enter this tournament last minute. So – but the guy does live in the Phoenix area, I guess, or he just moved there with his family. But anyway, yeah, he's a fade for me, though, still. I just don't think his head's going to be there, and his history's horrible here. You know, it's just an easy fade. I mean, if the guy ends up winning or something, you know, and oh, well, I'm, I'm not playing him. As far as that, the picks I like. Another agreement one, Colin Morikawa. Um, definitely, I mean, until the guy, you know, just – absolute amazing form 
And not only, I mean, his, and honestly, he's one of the top iron players in the world as of late, seems like. So I just love him here. I mean, I think that's the key this week. And his all, and he has basically no weakness in his golf game right now. So, and, you know, I'm sure he's, I mean, this is, and I also think this will be a great environment for him. Uh, um, so I just really like Morikawa as well. I'll, I'll definitely be playing him. I won't be surprised at all if he ends up winning this week. Um, as far as the rest of the guys in this range, uh, you know what? I mean, I agree with you, Matt Kuchar at 9,400. You know, have no, no, uh, like I don't have any problem playing him at all either. I don't know if how many teams he's going to make, though. I just like some other guys in this range better. I'd rather play Morikawa. Um, and then I'll mention some others, but, uh, you know, yeah, the Kuchar loves this course as well. Um, you know, like, I mean, uh, three consecutive top tens and just, um, but, you know, I have no problem with him. As far as, uh, I'm also going to be fading Bryson DeChambeau, just coming back from Dubai, had a solid finish there, but him traveling across back to the U.S. And, you know, he had a T5, I believe, last year, two years ago. But, you know, I just think this isn't the perfect uh, – I just like these other guys better than him, honestly. But I also don't think this course sets up as well for him as some of these other guys. Um, he didn't mention him at all, but I like Xander at 9,900. Uh, I'll probably be playing him a little bit. Uh, last three years, T10, T17, last two years, and then one missed cut. But the guy's ball striking is, you know, world class. Um, and his forms, you know, I mean, he missed the cut last week at the Farmer's Insurance, but that's same thing, you know, not the best course for him. Um, this is definitely, like I just mentioned, his history here is pretty solid. And honestly, I think he's going to have a lower ownership than, you know, than normally. So I just kind of like that as well. Probably play him a little bit. I mean, I don't love the play, but I definitely will probably be making some of my teams. Um, you know, he mentioned Gary. I don't love him this week, but I, I see your points for sure. Um, you know, I just – I don't know if he'll make any of my lineups. But then I got it. One disagreement I do have, though, is I do buy the hype of Bubba right now. Just an excellent form, great history here. And here's the first thing in the last eight years, he has four top fives at this course. And right now, he's starting to really find his golf game back after having a big slump. Um, I believe the last year, yeah, it was like he had a horrible year last year, I believe, for the most part, or two years ago, but. He's just starting to find his golf game now. You know, the guy around, he's actually been really solid around the greens lately, which I think is key as well this week, even though I know the roughs aren't penal, but I just think the chip, just being able to be really, uh, you know, solid at chipping is going to be huge so you can get those close. Uh, it's also because this course is shorter, so I also just like guys just around the green as far as even – you know, 50, 30, or within 100 yards away, like the wedges, who's going to be really dialed in with the wedges too is going to be huge. Um, so then you can give yourself that 5 to 10 footer for birdie. So 
I like Bubba though. He'll definitely probably make some teams. Um, but I understand why, you know, he might be a good fade as well. But other than that, you know, that's I guess I basically mentioned everyone. So yeah, that's all I got for the nine K range. Uh, I guess we can move on. So who's your favorite plays in the eight K range? Yeah, this range, this is very volatile, I feel like. So it's definitely kind of a boomer bust range. And, you know, some of these guys are probably going to do really well. And I don't know if anybody in this range will end up winning the tournament, but they could definitely provide value. And, yeah, so the first guy that, again, I'm just going to continue to play him until he screws me over is Sung In. I mean, he only played at this course last year, you know, because he's young and a rookie, and he got seventh place, so he figured it out his first try. And, I mean, I just feel like he's really good at dialing in his wedges. Like you said, that's going to be important. He's going to stick some really close, a couple tap-in birdies. Um, He's just pretty rock-solid player all around. So how can you not like him? And then – Probably another play that, you know, it's it's tricky, but I feel like this guy is in really good form, and even though he's probably disappointed from choking, is Ryan Palmer. I really like him again. Uh, he doesn't have very good history here. Like, he's only made it, saying, two of the last four years, and he's gotten – 24th and 60th so he doesn't love it around Scottsdale but I just feel like Ryan Palmer is just really in a good form right now and that's the thing that I weight most heavily is form it's it's even more important to me than course history or any stats because I mean you guys know and when you're playing golf if you if you're hitting it good you're just going to keep hitting it good for a while but you know, we all have those days where we just show up or, you know, we get in a slump and we just can't hit the shots. It doesn't know, doesn't matter where we are. We just can't hit the shots. And I feel like Ryan Palmer can hit the shots. So I like him. He's 8,200. And then another guy that I just really like, and, you know, I might be, I might be a week or a month or shit, even a year too early on it, but, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to pull the trigger on Jordan Spieth, 8,600. I mean, now take this into account. He's not a good driver. We all know that. And you don't have to be a good driver here. So let's go to the next point. What is the next and most important? And that's putting. And we all know that he's basically the best putter on tour. You know, it doesn't matter what the stats say. Jordan's the best putter on tour. And, you know, give this guy a 10-foot easy putt. It's going in four out of five times it's going to be more than anybody else so just as long as Jordan's not driving it out of bounds which he could but I feel like he just showed pretty good signs of improvement from last week you know Torrey Pines you have to hit it in the fairway and even though he wasn't a lot of the times I think his accuracy was around 45 percent or so which is pretty shitty he still made the cut and if you look at his stats the thing that I like even though you probably shouldn't like it but I do is that he lost strokes gained putting last week. And I feel like the pendulum's due to swing back the other side, and he's probably going to gain, you know, four or five strokes. So he's just probably going to have a really good week. And, you know, if I'm a week too early, I'm probably going to get burned by it. But, 
You know, Jordan's a guy who has win equity and, you know, he embraces the crowd at the 16th hole. Fans love him. He's one of the PGA's fan favorites. And, you know, if he gets hot, the crowd will be behind him. And, you know, it might not be a tiger roar, but it'll be close. So I like Jordan. And then a fade that I have is, again, another guy that I'm just not buying the hype with. Even though he did really good last week, I just feel like, I don't know, this course probably just isn't for him. I feel like he's good at more of a grinder course, and that's Brant Schnedeker at 8,900. So I'm not really liking Schneds this week. But how about you, Joe? Who are you liking and disliking? All right, yeah, so... First off, I love this range. So much value in this range. You just only scrape the surface. So uh, I'll go into it now. Um, first off, coming completely under the radar is Victor Hovland at 8,400. Probably going to – like I'll get into another guy as well, but very low owned probably coming from the European Tour. You know, decent finish last week on the European Tour. Um, you know, he's a young gun. He's He has the high upside of having a great finish. And, you know, his ball striking is excellent. And, you know, he just checks a lot of the boxes I look at. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think he has any – I didn't see any history here because, he's, you know, he's a young guy just starting the tour. But, you know, I just think his – I just think the upside is there, and he checks the boxes for me, and I think the course sets up pretty well for him. And, uh, yeah, I just I just think I think it's just, you know, having really low-owned guys that have that upside is just a huge thing for drafting. So he'll definitely be making some of my teams. It's just kind of a gut feeling as well. Um, another guy I really like uh, – Total agreement with you is Jordan Spieth as well. You know, around the greens, he's a magician at times. Uh, his putting is, you know, like you mentioned, probably the best putter on tour when he's, you know, for the most part. Um, I just love the value to it. And I just, you know, again, people just aren't going to want to play him because of his – Worrying about his driver and, you know, this course, you don't need to hit the fairways here all the time, you know. The roughs are short and, you know, Jordan's wedges and, you know, it's just he's excellent with them and same thing. He's just, you know, he's going to probably hit some really nice shots as wedges and then he's going to he's gonna make the seven-footer and some other guys aren't. So, you know, I, I could see him easily having a – you know, getting hot and definitely, you know, finishing hopefully in the top 10. And I'll tell you what, if he has a great finish, watch out because all of a sudden, you know, he might – because right now I just heard too, you know, the guys I think he dropped uh, – now he's uh, 51st in the world in the uh, PGA ranking. So, you know, but like I said, you know, if he gets going, figure out his driver a little bit, because the rest of his game's great. It's just his drivers. Um, but like I said, this is definitely one of the courses where it doesn't matter as much. And last week, you know, like you said, he made the cut, you know, and his putting wasn't even that great last week. And at Torrey Pines, same thing, you mm-hmm. know. it should That course should set up horrible for him because his driver, 
has been his biggest weakness, but he still made the cut. So he just, again, his ownership will be under 5%, just like Hovland probably. So I like him a lot. Um, just the upside of knowing that, you know, he can win it. He can win the damn thing. So, But I got some more. Another guy, I love the value as well. He's also in solid form. Just won at the Sony a few weeks back. Cameron Smith at 8,100. I also really like him quite a bit. Uh, last two years, T15 and T47 here. So compared to a lot of other guys, you know, it's not like great history, but it's, you know, it's solid. Made the cut here. And, you know, he's also like all of a sudden he's just starting to play really well. He checks all the boxes for me. He's great around the greens. His ball striking's been really good lately. So, you know, and just biggest thing that you said, yeah, form is, you know, the biggest weight when it comes to this. And he's in great form. So I just love the value as well. Um, so I'll be playing some of him. Uh, as far as that, you know, same thing, yeah, until he burns a Sung JM. You know, T7 last year here. I mean, he's the kind of guy that, you know, he's going to win sooner or later. And, you know, his uh, same thing. He checks all the boxes I'm looking at. Just absolutely no weakness in his game. The guy just continues to make cuts. He plays pretty much every week. And, uh, yeah, I just, again, he has the upside of winning. And if not, he's going to probably finish, you know, T20 or, or better. So, you know, at 8,800, why not? I mean, I'll be playing some of him for sure. Another guy, um, you know, I like Brandon Grace a little bit. I mean, I don't love him, but he's starting to get it. His game's turning around as well. Uh, you know, um, solid finish last year, I believe, in the top five, I think third place. And then also just last week, finished 17th at Dubai in the Euro Tour. And then the week before that in the Euro Tour, he won the South Africa and Open. So I like him a lot at 8,700. He has good history here. You know, same thing. Checks a lot of the boxes I'm looking at. So he's a decent play for sure. Um, you know, I might play a little bit of him. But, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, I just love – like I said, I just love the value of Holland, Spieth, Smith. So, you know, Matt, Matthew Wolf. Probably not going to play much of him, even though, I don't know, I just don't think he'll have a great week. You know, Palmer, nothing wrong with him. I just think he's going to be super chalky again, so I think I actually might date him for the most part. But I agree with you that, you know, even though his history has been pretty horrific here, for, you know, what you'd expect. Um, but he's obviously his form is the best it's been in a while. So, yeah, you know, you can't definitely no wrong with him. So, other than that, you know, yeah, I'm probably going to – I'm going to fade Snedeker. This isn't the course for him. You know, he likes it when the condition – he plays really well when the conditions are, you know, nasty. And, you know, obviously they're going to be perfect. So, that's when he has the advantage because he definitely – you've heard him before in interviews. He likes it when the weather's bad. So, you know, Scheffler and the other guy I didn't mention, Ches Reavy. You know, Revy has a decent history here too, but I'll probably be fading those guys. I just don't think they're going to do it this week. And I just like these other guys in the range better. So, 
Other than that. Then, yeah, I'm fading Ryan Moore as well. Easy fade. I mean, the guy's missed two or three cuts in a row. So, you know, same thing. He just, this course, he just struggles here, it looks like. So, yeah, that's all I got for the 8K range. So, I'll move on. Um, so, what's your thoughts on the 7K range? So, the 7K range is, again, a boom or bust environment and – you know, you're going to have to look into the stats and formulate your hypotheses and just try to come up with a conclusion, and hopefully it pans out. But, you know, based off the things that I'm looking at, is one, this guy's never played here before, but I'm usually not a fan of his just because I usually like the guys around his price a little bit more. But I'm going to be liking him this week, and that is, you know, 7,900, Corey Connors. He's just, he's such a good ball striker. I mean, he's so good with those wedges. He makes crisp contact every time. And, you know, he's not the longest guy on tour, and he's not the greatest putter. But, hey, I mean, if if he's hitting it five feet away, he's going to make his fair share of birdies from that range. So I like Corey Connors at 7,900. And then another guy that I like is... A guy who struggled here in the past, but he's since figured it out and carded a 31 and 20th place finish, and that's 7,900 also, Jason Kolkrak. So I feel like he's coming into good form, and he just, you know, he had to shake off the rust at the at the uh, American Express, and he didn't make the cut, but he followed that with a 21st place at the Farmers. So Kolkrak, I feel like, you know, he's back to where he needs to be. And then, you know, I, I really like a lot of these plays and just another one that I that I like, but shit, it makes me nervous to play him just because I feel like he should do bad one of these times, but he just never does. And that's 7,700 Russell Knox. I mean, he's just as good as a cup maker as it gets. And, you know, like Kokrak, he struggled in the past, but he figured it out last year and got a, got a, a T10. So Russell Knox, you know, he's in great form. He's made his last three cuts, 32nd, 37th, and 21st place. I mean, just it's rock solid for this range. You know, he's not going to win. He's not going to win it for you, but, shit, he's going to get you your six of six, make the cut, so you're still in the running. And then additionally, I really like this guy, and he's a great putter, and he only played here one time, and he missed the cut, but, I'm willing to disregard that just because of his good form that he's in. And he did well at the American Express, which is also a birdie fest. He got 10th place and 7,500, Andrew Putnam. If you look right now, he's ranked number one in strokes gained putting on tour. And although I don't think that means he's the best putter, um, just, you know, when it comes down to being clutch, he's still, you know, by what the stats are saying, he is, the best putter in terms of strokes gained. So I got to like Andrew Putnam. I feel like he's a great cut maker. And again, that's all I'm trying to do in this range. And then, you know, another play that I really like, and (laughs) I always like playing this guy, but he usually screws me over, but he's coming into good form with a top, top 10 finish last week. And that's a guy who's made the cut here every year dating back to 2014 and, 
you know, he's the sponsor. He's probably one of the hosts of the events this week, and that's uh, Charlie Hoffman. You know, Charlie will be wearing his waste management hat, and fans will love him. He'll be wearing his green, and, you know, all the garbage truck drivers. He's probably their favorite golfer, so he's, you know, the fan favorite. And How can you not like Charlie Hoffman? He's just the easygoing guy. You know, when he gets up to those tees with the hostile crowds of all the drunks, you know, he doesn't feel the pressure. He, he embraces the crowd. And, you know, I feel like, if anything, it boosts his game and his confidence. So I really like Hoffman. And then, you know, one more play that I like is 7,200, Denny McCarthy. He's always known to be one of the best putters on tour year in and year out. And I believe last year he led the league or led the tour in uh, strokes gained putting. And he's in he's in all right form. You know, he's made his last two cuts, but he's only gotten 48th and 64th. And then he's only played here one time, but he got 33rd place. So, you know, he, he was able to figure it out. And he's coming in this year with a extra year under his belt. And, you know, he probably knows some of the little um, – the little uh, fine detailed parts of the course that you need to know. So, yeah, I really like Denny McCarthy. And then some fades that I just feel like, you know, these guys are just kind of out of their league or they shouldn't be priced at this range. And that is a guy that really epped some people over the last two weeks. And he always gets off to a roaring hot start, but 7,600 Benny on. I mean, I know Ann has pretty good history at this course. I mean, he's made the cut the last three years no worse than a 23rd place. But, I mean, he's just so wild. He's so inconsistent. And, you know, to make the cut or just to do well in general, you got to be consistent. You know, you can't be having a round where you shoot four over. It's just going to wipe you out of the running. So I don't really like Ben on. And then another guy – that I don't like that I just feel like he just shouldn't be priced this high. He's just not in the same league as these guys. And I know he's just had excellent form. I mean, how can we not mention Tom Hoagie, but I just feel like, geez, I mean, it's probably just, probably just a fluke thing where he just kind of caught fire for a little bit, but I just feel like it's, it, that's not a stock that I want to buy. I'd, I'd sell right now. You know, if you played Tom the last few weeks, congratulations. I mean, you had a hell of a pick for dirt cheap, but I mean, let's face it. This guy can't keep up this insane level that he's been playing at. So definitely going to fade Tom Hoagie. I'll let you guys play him if you want, but I won't be, but yeah. How about you, Joe? Who are you liking? All right. Yeah. I agree with you. Tom Hoagie, you know, He's out of his league, let's be honest. So, won't be playing him at all. Way too high of a price, even though he's had some great finishes. But as far as who I like, you know, there's quite a bit of guys. Uh, I like this range a lot. Probably a lot of my lineups are going to consist of a lot of guys in this range. A guy you didn't mention that, you know, his history here is pretty solid. He literally checks every box, and not only does he check them, he is top you know top 20 in pretty much all of them even though you know he hasn't played in a while since November but uh and basically anyway I'll get to it Adam Hadwin 
at 7,200. So he's at the bottom of the range. So I like, I like that about it as well as the value. Last three years here, T12, T44, and T43. So, again, you know, the guy is great around the greens. His ball striking is excellent when he's going. Um, and I just love the value. And, you know, yeah, same thing. Great history here. I mean, the only thing that scares me is he hasn't played in a while. But, uh, yeah, you know, he'll be making some of my teams. Um, another guy I agree with you with, yeah, Corey Connors at 7,900. The guy is absolutely precise with his irons and and his wedges, you know, in just an excellent form. And they finally dropped his price because of the field probably, but to a reasonable number, you know. So now I definitely like the value of him at 7,900. He'll definitely be on some of my lineups, um, you know, just great form. So, you know, hasn't played here a ton, but. Yeah, I think it sets up really well for him, so I like him a lot this week. Uh, another guy, you know, he's not in great form, but I'm probably he's probably going to make a few of my teams. I'm going to take a chance on him because, you know, I mean, you know, he, he can do it. He's had good history here, and that's Billy Horschel. You know, his form has been pretty awful, to be honest, but, he might make a few of my teams just because, you know, last three years here, T24, T43, and T39. So, you know, the guys made the cut here three years in a row. You know, he checked some of the boxes that I, that I mentioned. Um, so, you know, I don't have a problem with him. He'll probably be, you know, on some of my teams. Um but yeah, there's just a lot of guys that I'm considering this range. And honestly, at this point, I still got to, you know, make my uh, decisions yet. But anyway, another guy that I like is Brian Harmon. Going back to him again, you know. I mean, same thing where two of the last three years, T24 and T39. So when the guy's a cup maker, you know, he also – has been in really solid form lately. I've been riding the hot streak he's been going. I don't think it's going to stop, you know, for this tournament. So, you know, at 7,800, I like him quite a bit. Um, other than that, so I'll be playing some of him for sure. Um, you know, you can't overlook this guy either. I mean, Martin Laird, 7,200. Um you know, the last three years here, the guy must like uh, TPC Scottsdale, T7, T9, and T26. And, yeah, honestly, for his type of game, you know, he's not – you know, he uh, definitely, you know, it sets up well for him. So, and last week, you know, he made the cut at the Farmer's Insurance. So, you know, I don't have a problem with him. Bottom of the range, I'll take a shot on him on some teams for sure. Um but yeah, I agree with you. Not much history here, but Andrew Putnam, I like him as well. You know, T10 at the American Express, which is the last turn he played, and then he made the cut at the Sony Open before that. So yeah, I like him as well. He's a really good putter, and, uh, you know, I think he definitely has the upside to do well. So at 7,500, I like him. 
Another guy I like that's at the same price, you know, Vaughn Taylor. You know, in excellent form lately. Um, you know, last few starts, Sony Open, he finished 12th and at the American Express, 43rd. And then, yeah, you know, he's made some cuts of this tournament, you know, T52 and T11 the last two years. So, yeah, nothing wrong with Vaughn Taylor, too. He'll, you know, if you're making a bunch of teams, you know, take some darts on these guys because, you know, he definitely could have a solid finish. And honestly, the thing is this week is, you know, you just, still you just want to have all six of your guys make the cut. And then obviously you gotta, you're got you probably going to need, you know, I do think a lot of the studs will be at the top of the leaderboard as we've seen the last, like, five years, you know, world-class golfers have won here. But, you know, there's some, you know, not as uh, guys that will be cheaper that, as far as DraftKings, and they'll be up there on the leaderboard. So, you know, if you're going to win, you're going to have to have a guy in this range that's going to finish in the top five, probably top ten at least. So, you know, um, other than that, I like Daniel Berger a little bit as well. You know, at 7,800. He's in great form lately. Um, as far as his history, you know, it's not, like, great, but he's missed some cuts, but you know, he had a T11 a few years ago, so, you know, I kind of like him. Um, don't have a problem with him. Uh, another guy, potentially, Kevin Na. I mean, 7,600. You know, T48 and T60 last few years, so he's made the cut, but, you know, I guess honestly, though, at his price, I don't have a problem with him, but. I guess actually I don't know I I probably won't play him though but I might I mean and then same thing you mentioned Knox yeah I'm probably gonna actually end up fading him even though at 7700 just because he's gonna be the chalkiest guy in this range probably because his form he's just been continuously having great finishes at these tournaments so man he has a decent history here you know T10 a few years ago so. Yeah, but I'm probably going to fade him for that reason. Other than that, the rest of the guys in this range are just fades for me. I'm not going to – they're not going to make any of my teams. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, yeah, all these other guys are uh, – yeah, they're not going to be in my teams. I just – it's likely that most of them miss the cut, in my opinion. So, other than that, I guess we'll move on to the bottom here. Uh, what's your thoughts and – Fades and who you're uh, liking in the 6K range this week. Yeah, so, I mean, I never really like anybody this low, but, you know, for a couple dart throws, um, I'd be willing to throw a dart throw at Chesson Hadley. I mean, he's gotten 20th and 5th place here the last two years, and he's a pretty solid putter. I mean, he's skinny as a bean pole, and he probably can't hit the ball a long ways, but, I mean, I guess the guy can putt, so he might crack a lineup. Um, definitely a guy I'm not playing is 6,900 Harry Higgs. Uh, I know he got ninth place last week, but, my God, I, I can't even stand to watch the guy. I mean, he doesn't button his shirts, and you can see his chest hair sticking out, and he's just – I don't know. I just don't feel like he's representing the game well. Um, yeah, he just he just kind of gets on my nerves watching him. <laughs> but uh, 
Another guy that I, I, I'd be willing to throw just for the story, a dart throw at this guy is 6,800, Harold Varner the third. I mean, he did get 10th place here last year and 38th the year before that. Otherwise, he's done pretty shitty. But, you know, he's he always wears the Jordan clothes, so I'm sure, you know, basketball was probably one of his favorite sports growing up and maybe he dedicates the week to Kobe and, you know, who knows, maybe he has a really good week and just the little extra incentive he's got in his mind to play well, you know, it's worth a shot. And then let's see. Um, kind of a sneaky play at 6,400. I mean, all these guys are sneaky plays that are going to be low on, but uh, this bastard's made the cut the last four years which is pretty impressive. I mean, only a handful of guys can say that. And he's made the cut in the last two tournaments he's played at the Farmers and the AMX. And that is, yeah, 6,400 John Huh. You know, other than those stats, I couldn't tell you why he does good here, but I guess he likes the course. And then at 6,100, I mean, I'll always be able to, willing to throw a dart or two at Steve Stricker. It just seems like, Again, just like Tiger, Adam Scott, and those guys, whenever Steve plays, you know you know he feels confident because he could be playing on the senior tour, but he's choosing to be here. So, you know, Strick probably likes the course and showing he's, you know, he's two for four here over the last four years. He's gotten 31st and 42nd and then two missed cuts, but, you know, he hasn't been playing well this year. But we you know, nobody thought he would make the cut last week at Torrey Pines. It's just too old. Too long for an old man like him. Yeah, other than that, I guess one more guy that, you know, kind of like John Hutt that's been a cut maker is, I think he's in the field this week, but I can't find him right now. Is Chris Kirk playing? Yeah, he is. Yeah, there yeah. he is, 6,300. Chris Kirk, he's made the cut the last four years, and um, he missed the cut at the Sony, but that's been his only action. But, you know, for a guy who's made the cut here the last four years, you gotta you got to throw a dart at him, you know. Why not? Save you some money, let you get one of the studs. But, yeah, everybody else, I probably won't be touching with a 10-foot pole. So, yeah, Joe, who are you looking? Yeah, so – yeah, I like I noticed that with Kirk too. You know, last uh you know, he yeah, has made the cut uh you know, the last four years here, so he's definitely worth a dart throw at sixty three hundred. Um another guy you mentioned him as well, Chasson Hadley. He'll definitely be making some of my lineups. Great history here and you know he can get really, you know, hot with his irons. He's not the longest guy on tour at all, but he definitely is very volatile, though. You know, he can literally start out four under through six holes or something, and all of a sudden he definitely – it's tough for him to not avoid the big number. But, but uh, yeah, you know, he has good history here compared to the last few tournaments. I think this one sets up the best for him. So I like him a little bit for sure. Another guy – he actually went to the University of Arizona, uh, I believe, Nate Lashley. You know, last time he played at the American Express, missed the cut. Um, but then before that, the Sony finished 
made the cut, finished 53rd. But this guy's known for, you know, his best part of his games is irons at times. You know, he and he he's definitely uh, solid as far as approach. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, like I mentioned a lot already, it's weighing heavily this week for me. And at 6,900, you know, I'll take a chance on him, um, you know. He's familiar with this area, you know, like you said, he grew up in Arizona, went to Arizona uh, State College, so, you know, and he sets up well for him, so I like him a little bit. Um, another guy you mentioned as well, John Ha, you know, good <laughs> good form for him so far, I mean, this year. Uh, he's only 6,400, yeah, made the cut at the Farmer's Insurance, made the cut at the Marin Express. And then, you know, um, T38 uh, and T20, uh, or two of the last four years as finishes. Um, But, yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with him at all. I mean, why not? 6,400. I mean, out of these guys, all you want them to do is make the cut, really. And then, you know, obviously, you know, one of them in this range or a few of them might, you know, getting like the top 30 or something maybe but you know yeah just main thing though is you just throw in these dart throws get these guys hopefully make the cut for you to keep you alive because then obviously it saves you a lot of money uh salary so you can pay up for those studs up there um another guy you know he's a cut maker good history here i think the course sets up pretty well for him and at 6700 brian gay um, you know, last three years here, T55, T47, and T9. So, you know, I'll take a chance on him. Uh, you know, missed the cut in his last tournament appearance at the American Express and the Sony, actually. So his form's not great lately, but still, I'll take a chance on him. I mean, you know, at this range. So other than that, one other guy I like – um actually i guess two well i don't know if i mentioned him, but chris kirk i like him as well um quite a bit actually uh only 6300 so i'll take some chances on him for sure and then my last guy that we haven't mentioned brian stewart two of the last three years here t55 and t16 this guy's known for you know just hitting it you know, pretty straight and hits a lot of fairways. Definitely, as far as the, I know, driving accuracy this week doesn't matter. But you know, I like him this week. He has good history. Um, you know, he's pretty solid around the greens, and yeah, you know, his form's there. And he's he's a cut maker. You know, so at sixty six hundred, why not? Um, but other than that, in this range, yeah, all these other guys are just fades you know, for me, um, as I scroll through here, uh, yeah, you know, CT Pan, he let me down last week, 6,500, made the cut here a few times in the last few years, he plays here a little bit, so, you know, he might make the lineup for me, you know, if you like him, I I don't mind it, same thing with Kevin Tway, except he's missed He's missed the cut here quite a bit lately, and so you know I, I don't think he must he struggles with this course even though, but as far as the value though I mean 
he's one of the probably the better golfers in this range. So, you know, potentially I like him. But other than that, that's it. I guess uh, you have any other thoughts about uh, any of the ranges that we maybe missed uh, before we uh, move on to our favorite outright place of the week? No, I'm all set for for the outrights. And I guess at my first glance, you know, I don't know who's playing with who yet or when they're going off, but um, I like I like Jordan Spieth at fifty to one. I feel like, you know, if he cards a top ten every single tournament after this, he's going to move to thirty three to one, and then to twenty five to one, and then to twenty to one, and then to sixteen to one, and so on and so forth. So, I really like that, and. I also like Matt Kuchar, twenty-eight to one. I feel like that's pretty fair. Same with Gary Woodland, twenty-eight to one. Um, Corey Connors, eighty to one. That seems pretty good to me. And then, yeah, I like Victor Hovland, fifty to one. You know, you, you sold me on him, Joe. So I'm definitely gonna be playing some Hovland because, yeah, I, I think he will go underlooked this week. And then, you know, maybe for a couple long shots. I'd probably say, you know, maybe Taylor Gooch at 150 to one, or how about Adam Hadwin 150 to one, Zach Johnson 125 to one. You know, and probably a lot of these guys this high up on the odds is that they can't really win the tournament. You know, like Dylan Fratelli. Aaron Wise, they just don't usually win. But, you know, a guy like Zach Johnson, you know, he's a proven winner on the tour. So, you know, if, if you're picking an outright, you know, he's probably the way to go rather than if you're picking a top five or top ten, then you can obviously do either one. And then maybe just a huge, huge odds guy that, you know, maybe you want to put a dollar or two on is uh, Nate Lashley. Like you said, you know, he's kind of a local guy and, who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, lights a fire under his ass this week and plays well. But how about you? All right, yeah. So I'll start at the lowest odds here. Um, so my favorite plays that I'm probably gonna bet on one of these guys, depending, but pitching that, or I might do the approach of betting on a lot of long shots again, but. I like the value a lot of Sung J M and Morikawa. Both I found at thirty three to one. Um, so I like them quite a bit for sure to win. Um, I agree with you, Jordan Speed fifty to one. You know, great value. Definitely has the upside to win. So I like that. Adam Hadwin, yeah, one hundred fifty to one. I like that a lot. It's a long shot. You know, proven that he does well at this course. Uh, also agree with you on Hovland. I like him. 50 to 1 I found him at. You know, I like – I like my, my lowest on guys, actually, too, is, you know, I like Hideki and Xander, potentially. I found them both at around 18 to 1, so I like that. Um, Cameron Smith and Grace, 50 to 1. You know, pretty solid values there. And then closing things out. You know, obviously it's unlikely, you know, these guys can win, but Harmon and Knox at 80 to 1, you know, pretty solid value. And then, yeah, Hadley as well. Uh, I found him at 150. So, yeah, other than that, that's my plays for outrights. So, 
Yeah, I guess any final thoughts on the tournament this week before we uh, close out here? I'm just, I just want to say I'm really looking forward to it. You know, this is always one of the best sports weekends of the year, you know, with this. And then it's uh, topped off by the the most watched event in every year in America at the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a hell of a weekend. And hopefully, you know, one of us or one of the listeners will be going to our Super Bowl party with a big, you know, thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand dollar paycheck already in hand from DraftKings. So yeah, let's, uh, let's make it a great week. And yeah, hopefully everything pans out okay. And I just I always love this course. I love the atmosphere and um, just really resemblant of the modern day American. And, you know, it's kind of wipes away the old classic golf, which, you know, we, we got to like and appreciate the tradition. But sometimes it's fun to switch things up for a week. And that's what it is this week. So this is what you're going to get. And you know, unfortunately, the TV coverage isn't always great of this event just because I feel like, in my opinion and many other golf fanatics' opinions, they just show the 16th hole too much. And, you know, they might show a guy who's way out of contention shot over, you know, a guy who's right in the mix of the tournament at a different hole. So that's a little um, disappointing. But, yeah, it's going to be a really good week, and I can't wait to watch it. So, yeah, how about you, Joe? Any final thoughts? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm total agreement. This is one of my favorite tournaments of the year uh, for non-majors. Just great atmosphere, you know, unlike a lot of other tournaments. Uh, definitely crazy crowd there, but the players, obviously, a lot. most of the players, they really enjoy it, though, you know. So, yeah, I'm just really excited. Obviously, a great field. You know, a lot of potential guys can win this week. So, yeah, it should be exciting. And, yeah, always right by side of Super Bowl. So that also, too, this weekend. So it'll be a great weekend. So hopefully help you guys, you know, hopefully we can all win some money this week and, uh, you know, keep it going. So, yeah, other than that, that's all I got. So we'll be at Pebble Beach next week for the Pro-Am, the 54-hole cut next week. So hope to see you back for that one but for nick and myself and the no bsdf dfs podcast i'm joe and we'll see you next week for the pebble beach pro-am